If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, everybody. Gunther here. Well, you might know me as the man who brews the wildest magics in the land, you might not know that I'm also an entrepreneur. It is my honor to announce that I am an official sponsor of Authors and Dragons Con in Las Vegas, happening September 21st and 22nd at the Bally's. Come on out for fun, frivolity, and potions that might not actually give you giant strength, but will make you think you have it. And hey, in Vegas, isn't that about the same? Come find out for yourself at Authors and Dragons Con. See you there. Authors and Dragons! Time of magic, age of might. A band of heroes step up to the fight. Playing with powers they don't understand. Will they fuck it all up or will they save the land? Treachery, fantasy, loitering and words. Sadistic Games Master. Will they survive? Does a dire bear shit in the dire woods? Authors and Dragons! Authors and Dragons! Good evening, everybody. I'm John Hartness, and I'll be playing the role of Fandingo the Fantastical. Bard of all trades and master of baiters. In real life, I write the Quincy Harker Demon Hunter series, the Black Knight Chronicles, the Dead Old Ladies Detective Agency series, and the Bubba the Monster Hunter books. And I have a new standalone novel, Raptor, that is available now wherever ebooks are sold as long as it's Amazon. So get out there and buy that shit. Hey there, my name is Rick Gualtieri, and I play the mysterious Arrow of the Gods, Defender of Justice, probably Beater of the Week, or Meek, whatever, and so, who is definitely not Silas Kane wearing a cheap mask. 
in real life, I write uh, I write several uh, several series, including uh, Tome of Bill, The Hybrid of High Moon, and uh, the recently released uh, Second String Savior. Hello, friends. My name is Robert Bevan. I play the role of Klaus Richter, notorious rogue and beater of the meat. I, in real life, I write the Caverns and Creatures series of comedy, fantasy novels, and short stories, starting with the first book, Critical Failures. Hi there, my name's Steve Weverell, and I play Brandon Feimaster, monk, upon the beach, at the moment, reclining, I should imagine. In real life, I write the Doomsayer Journeys, another comedy, fantasy, nonsense. Please go check that out. Also, while you're checking things out, if you have been living under a rock, or, you know, you don't check out our YouTube channel, which is the same thing. There's a little surprise over there. We now have an animated intro, which is pretty darn sweet. Go take a look. Hey, everyone. I am Drew Hayes, author of books such as Superpowers, Spells, Swords, and Stealth. And as of this listening, the new series, Five Minute Sherlock, and the first book, The Case of the Damaged Detective, which is an Audible original, available on Audible right now as you're listening. And let's say it was released to Universal Belovement. Yeah, that feels about right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not being wildly optimistic to the point of delusion, I am the GM for this shit show. Uh, and yeah, when last we left off, our party had heroically killed a bunch of crabs. I thought it was quite heroic. I mean, uh, we were just trying to heroically walk 30 yards. And thus we have ended the crustacean menace. You said we did drag those on the boat, right? Uh, we ended right after combat, so if you would like to drag things on the boat, Klaus, you are actually first up in initiative. Oh. Um, let me find where that little walkway is. Uh, all right, I'm going to... I'm going to try and grab one of the big claws and pry it off of the, of the one nearest the plank. Let's see. The huge crabs are huge. Okay, so theoretically possible. Uh, so I'll let you know if you want to try and pull it off. That's a strength, um, and that's going to be harder than if you just take a blade and cut it off, because that's obviously just a harder thing to do. Okay, I'll uh, blade it. All right, roll me a uh, attack with whatever bladed weapon you are using. Go ahead and give yourself advantage, seeing as it is a dead crab. <laughs> All right, and <laughs> where's that little one? Okay, Klaus rolls a 22. Amazingly, a 22 hits the corpse of a giant crab. <laughs> Go, Klaus. So heroic. Is that, I mean, that big claw, is that a heavy, a too heavy for me to carry, or is it... Well, you got to roll damage, man. i got to see if you even can get it up, cut off in one blow. All right, uh, 10. 10 is good. Even with a dagger, I'll let you do it with 10. Um, so, yeah, you slice through, it falls off. What's your strength score? Uh, 10. Uh, I think that for a drag, that should be fine, because the drag is very generous. So, yeah. It, you'll have to move at half speed, but it's not really an issue because you're not in combat. That's probably enough meat to cover uh, Ron Weasley, Jeremy, and me for the length of this voyage. <laughs> well, that's okay, then. Yep. The, you, you, you get all the meat you and Ron, Ron Jeremy need. <laughs> Brandon Thymaster, uh, you see Klaus heroically daggering to death a, uh, a dead crab. Well, I've learned my lesson about wanting to get on the boat. Apparently that can't happen without something attacking me, so I'm going uh, to help with the crab butchery. 
I'm going to give a nod, nod to Gordon as well. Say, uh, we normally have normally have Bjork to help us with the heavy lifting, but uh, he's a tiny goblet monster, and you're here. So if you'd like to help out, you know, sharing the, share the spoils of victory, please do. Yeah, 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 whatever you guys say. I just uh, don't make me be the little monster thing again. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you want me to drag this? I'll help you drag this. <laughs> you know, uh, crab meat resells pretty well if you can hide the fact that it inevitably goes bad fast. Oh, I did have my uh, Wanda Frost idea. Hmm, <laughs> we should talk. <laughs> Let's see if we can buy some plus two mayonnaise. <laughs> plus two to what? <laughs> Deliciousness. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm going to lay into this crab a bit then. And I don't know if this works the same as it does in my books, but um, I've been using a bag of holding as like a, a preservative kind of thing. Like, it'll keep meat fresh. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure that is not how bags of holding work in the actual games. Well, uh, nobody brings it up, you know. Well, time still passes because it specifically says that people will run out of oxygen within a certain amount of time. Oh, I understand. I'm just saying there's no, uh, no, like, what do you call it? The things that make food rotten. Uh, um, oxygen. Yeah. Is it is it a vacuum in a bag of holding? It's mm. apparently not a vacuum, but it does, you run out of air. I guess there's no new air coming in. Um yeah, for, for purposes of uh, food storage, no. A bag of holding will keep it clean, uh, but will not prevent it from going bad. You know you know what you need? You need, like, you know, about a thousand pounds of salt in that bag of holding there for you. Because here's the real mindfuck for you, man. The bacteria, it's been in it all along. That's why you cook it. Bacteria, that's the word I was looking for before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so with the three of you, you guys can pretty much get that up. When we get back to Klaus's turn, we'll just say you all haul that thing on there. Uh, Fandingo. I'm going to take out my long sword and try to cut off a, another crab claw. Because Roll I don't, an attack? Because I don't Go trust give, Klaus to share. Go ahead and give yourself advantage. Uh, 16. 16 will do it. Roll damage. 5. You get about halfway through sawing that... Uh, connective tissue off. It is still a huge crab claw. With my bonus action, I'll swear at it. You curse at it. And the the picture kind of moves a little bit, maybe because you're cutting through the nerves. No, I insulted it. Totally that. And Lord help us all, Arrow of the Gods. Well, these, uh, these crabs are obviously not worthy enough to kill us, therefore I don't find them worthy enough to eat. So Arrow will simply walk past... Isn't that somebody you could apply to all meat food? <laughs> walking down a supermarket aisle, looking at some bacon. Loser. I, I don't eat nothing that didn't kill me. <laughs> it's got to leave a wound on me to earn the right to be in my stomach. The, ar- the arrow of the gods doesn't pretend to be coherent. Valid. So I'll hustle or whatever that is to get to the uh, boat. Uh, dash. You can dash. do two movements. All right. Oh, All right. Man, so many boating badges. Okay. Klaus, Brandon, and Gordon are all going to collectively drag uh, the giant crab claw onto the boat. Tiles, you can be swept up in there with them. <laughs> up onto the boat. And Fendinger, go ahead and give me another attack as you continue your efforts. 21. That'll hit. 410. That will uh, completely get it severed off. Awesome. 
I will start start dragging it to the boat. I have a strength of 12. All right, you'll get there uh, in two turns, but we're not in combat, so we're just going to put you there now because who cares? Because this, cause this <laughs> part's boring and nobody wants to listen to it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dear listeners, now we're gonna we're gonna play out for the next hour dragging dead crabs onto a boat. <laughs> the upside of it being a show first is we can be like, ah, you don't care about this part. All right, so we now move to the shitberg. Behold, hey, <laughs> I even put a little uh, title down there for you guys. Tonight. Yay! <laughs> Finally. I'm on a boat, bitch. A boat of my own. All right. So you are on the boat. Uh, Bjorg is still in monster form. And uh, Gordon has hunkered down with the book uh, and has begun his translation work getting out of the way because combat is over, so we don't need him to balance. Uh, <laughs> our little naked mechanic mule. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to start working on that translation. Um, so while he is doing that, you all can roll me perception checks to get a fancy view of the shitberg. Bjorg's uh, taking a well-earned break Arrow from being gods. an already competent player. Arrow of the Gods gets a natural one. <laughs> what boat? <laughs> Fendinger rolls a 15. Brandon Firemaster rolls a 13. Klaus Richter rolls a 21. Um, Arrow of the Gods, go ahead and roll me a second d20. If I perceive three three natural ones in a row, I just die. <laughs> it just walks off the edge of the boat. A <laughs> <Hey>, one. <laughs> Not natural, but wow. Bye, Rick. So, Arrow of the Gods, as everyone is mounting uh, with all the crab and whatnot, you take a step wrong, yanking down on your mask cloak uh, so that the eye holes are now askew uh, and you cannot see. And in attempting to heroically pretend that nothing is wrong, you waltz directly off the edge. Uh, so, go ahead and roll me an athletics check uh, for swimming. Uh, and everybody else, I'm going to go ahead and go into what you see. So, the Shitberg is a big old ship. Uh you notice that it kind of moves to itself. All the rigging is setting itself. The oars, the other ship parts that I don't know about, they're all there. Um, the things that are not moving are the giant ballistas that are on the side for self-defense. Those appear to be not magical, as in you assholes are going to have to use them if you want them to work. Hmm. There is a wheel um, with a little map station toward the back. Uh, everybody gets that, obviously, except Arrow of the Gods. And then, uh, Klaus, you can notice uh, that Arrow of the Gods walked off the edge. Oh. Um, so, do I? can I find the dick holes? Uh, you do not see <laughs> with your 21 any holes to put your dick in specifically. I mean, there's holes. It's a wooden thing. But, like, none that you would look at and be like, all right, that was clearly made for dicks. Like, some could be purposed for dicks, but weren't designed for dicks. You know what I'm saying? There's one that fell off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow uh, of the Gods, in the meantime, rolls an eight for athletics. <laughs> oh, boy. God damn. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and go to Klaus, because that's, that's really going to inform what happens next. How do you... Uh, 
Do you tell anybody else what you just saw? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I meant that. Look, there's a dickhole fell off the boat. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, what did what to who? What are you fucking now, Klaus? That, uh, that arrow freak, he, uh, walked right off the edge. I didn't walk right off the edge. I'm battling the evil ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably some kind of, uh, boat badge gang exercise. Some kind of boat safety badge. Um, okay, so... You don't really have that much trouble swimming normally, but because you walked off into an ocean by surprise, uh, you were not prepared to swim, and so you're starting to panic and sink. Um, and as you were struggling and blind, because you still haven't fixed your hood, uh, you open your mouth and swallow some seawater and begin to choke. Yep. This is a really realistic training exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Junior Adventures. Uh, I have fond, well, memories. Are we all supposed to jump in there? Uh, you can probably shout out five words if you want. And that was for the Ear of Let's the Gods. See. Klaus can scream as much as he wants. Thank you, Tort. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Respect. Are there, like, uh, coils of rope hanging around? Uh, none that you see. There's nothing really loose. Because this is a magically animated ship, there's not need for random shit. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. How's this for some initiative? I'm going to chuck in that uh, otherwise completely useless air bladder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you inf- do you take the action, I guess, to inflate it? Or yep. are you just throwing it in as? No, I'm going to inflate it this time. I really want to get at least a use out of this uh, <laughs> space vampire I've got. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Arrow of the Gods, seeing as no one has attempted to help you yet, uh, give me another athletics check as you struggle to get your bearings. Natural one. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Every episode should be us swimming. <laughs> Dude, this was just a check to look at the ship. <laughs> oh my god, roll another nut or roll another twenty, man. Seventeen. Okay, alright. Now we're talking. Uh, so the bad news is that as you are struggling to write yourself and like you swallow a little water and you start to panic and you think, oh, oh God, I just got to I got to break for the surface and you, you push and you swim and then you suddenly realize that you've swum 10 feet down by mistake. <laughs> oh, memories. Um, and you're still having trouble breathing. <laughs> yeah. As you uh, are now definitely. You're not full on drowning yet, but you're still kind of choking. You really fucked up that last breath right before this. <laughs> I still have Definitely. two potions of water breathing left. I'm going to drink one now instead of in the middle of the Aboleth fight. <laughs> <laughs> I should also point out that you are definitely not the guys in the war. <laughs> oh, no, that's next. I'm going to drink a potion of water breathing and jump in the water. Oh, that's unusually heroic of you. Well done. Well, I'm... I want to be an adventurer. I'm not going to, like, help him. Um, well, <laughs> it's been around, so, Brandon Thymaster, if you'd like to throw the air bladder onto the now empty water, <laughs> uh, you uh, you could feel free. I am, I'm actually going to throw the air bladder down to where I think he is, and then uh, jump in afterwards, lifeguard style. Okay, go ahead and just give me a basic athletics for leaping off a ship into water, general getting your shit together. Well, I might style it up a bit, but sure, fine. Just a normal athletics. <laughs> a ten. 
Hen'll do. <laughs> That's All enough right. to let gravity take me, I'm sure. Put yourself in the water. You are you are treading water stable. Uh, Klaus, do you want to do anything? Yeah, I have a uh, I have a coil of fifty feet of silk rope on my person. Okay. I'll uh, I'll hold on to one end and toss the other, and then and uh, you know maybe arrow of the gods will find it. Okay, you are now holding a uh, rope that is bobbing in the water. You're holding one end of the rope, the other end is bobbing in the water near where you saw the arrow of the gods go down. Okay. Look at us working together. Indeed. So, arrow of the gods, how about another athletics check to stabilize well, your first, as, as as a free action, arrow of the gods went in the water, <laughs> rip off the mask, <laughs> with the 23 athletics... 23 will successfully let you finally untangle your mess. <laughs> uh, yes, with a 23, you can finally break the surface as Silas King. Oh, oh, crap. It was unbelievable. The arrow of the gods saved me from drowning. <laughs> and then he went to fight some evil fish monsters. Yeah, sure. I'll buy that. That sounds like something he'd do. Guess we'll, do, we'll just rescue Silas now. Not quite as motivated as I was before. This fishing expedition sucks. Yeah, I'm going to uh, swim over to uh, Silas, trying to get the rope and the um, the air bladder into his vicinity. Uh, okay, roll me a athletics to climb. Um, and uh, Klaus, roll me a strength to hold on to the silk rope that you're the only anchor for. Yeah, I was uh, going to look for something to tie that to, but uh, if he's already started climbing, well... <laughs> No, I'm just I'm getting the rope over to where to where Silas is. There, yeah, there, just, as they're swimming and getting positioned, if you want to use your turn to tie it off, there is the giant ballista thing next to you. Yeah, I don't know. Is that like m- like mounted on the ship, or is that? Oh a- yeah, those are those are bolted, mounted. Like okay, you guys really can't fuck with any of this ship. <laughs> okay, good. I'll, I'll tie the rope to that. Shall I do a dexterity something or what? Oh, man. Uh, I think we've been using survival for ropes, for basic rope not tying skills. We have not tied a rope successfully since we started using survival for ropes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Klaus rolls a 14. All right. You tie a knot. Brandon uh, also rolls a 14 to, uh, I guess, stay afloat, holding onto the, the rope and um, air bladder. You guys are fine. It's not particularly choppy right now. It, the, the athletics was just to stabilize after the sharp fall from a boat. Especially for Arrow of the Gods as he was mid-fucking-struggle. <laughs> we haven't even left the dock yet. We're about five feet away from the shore. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Silas and Brandon, if you guys want to just give me uh, baseline athletic checks, beat 10, and you'll be able to climb up without issue. Silas gets a 20. Brandon Farmer gets a 15. All right, you are both able to climb the silk rope, which holds, uh, and you make it to the... Boat without issue. Congratulations, you are finally back at the starting line. (laughs) (laughs) Boat safety badges for everyone. Uh The safetyest of boat badges. But where's the arrow of the gods now? He's safe. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. I like that guy. (sighs) All right. Oh, um, there is one more thing that you all can notice. The giant crab legs uh, that you brought on board, uh, they, while you were all distracted, have vanished, uh, although you do catch sight of one going below deck. 
um, moving with the same unseen force as what's guiding the rest of the ship. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't eat these. <laughs> Guys, the ship is haunted. Um, yeah. We kind of knew that uh, getting the ship. Oh, yeah. That's one of the appealing um, things is that you guys don't have to run it. <laughs> I want to go look at the map thing. Okay. Is it over here at the back by the wheel? Yeah, it's by the wheel. Uh, Klaus, did you want to do something different? I want to go find my crab leg. Okay, Klaus is going to follow the crab leg below deck. That is fine. So we'll just break this. Uh, who wants to go with Klaus? Who wants to go with Fandango? And who wants to do their own shit? Brandon's going to kind of walk around the deck and uh, just give some vague orders to the boat ghosts. Just like, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, well done. Pre- prepare for boating. I'm going to head up uh, with Fandingo and pretend to study the map. Okay. We'll do Fandingo and Silas first, and then we'll transition to Klaus below deck. So, uh, Fandingo and Silas, as you step up to the uh, captain's wheel and you notice the small podium with a map... Um, as you kind of lean in, you notice that the map is sort of filling in before your eyes, although not that much. It's uh, clearly magical. Um, it's sort of bonded to the podium itself. You can't really touch. Uh, you can't really lift it or anything. It's all one piece built in. Uh, but as you are watching, uh, the kind of oceany area begins to expand. You see the island that you are on, although really just kind of like the porty area that you've explored. Um, you see the expanse of blue stretch out, uh, and then you see uh, three different islands sort of appear. Um, and the notes, um, there's a kind of a note at the bottom, um, with supplies on board nearest reachable islands. Um, and there's even a handout in the actual Roll20 program that gives you this information, but I am going to read it off because, of course, the listeners need to hear it. So, um, you can see that there are three islands reachable with the supplies you currently have on hand. Um, There is a green dot that's an island uh, that is back west in the direction of Camnarel, which is where y'all sailed out of. Um, There is a red one that is further east, kind of deeper into the sea. And then there is a white dotted island uh, down to the south, sort of running parallel with how far you are from uh, the actual mainland. Shitberg, take us to whatever island is full of the most unspeakable evil. Shitberg, belay the fuck out of that. Stop calling my boat Shitberg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's its name. That's what it will respond to. Are there any instructions on the wheel or the map or any of that? There are not, but uh, we are going to cut over to Klaus, who is sort of getting uh, another piece of this equation. As you are uh, following your leg, uh, or sorry, your claw, down into the below deck, you also see the other one that Fandingo brought, and basically they're going into the kitchen where you're seeing knives and hammers and um, all sorts of cooking tools basically break them down. It's tearing off the shell, it's pulling out the meat, it's salting it, it's preserving it. Um, and it's stowing it away appropriately within the ship's larder. So, effectively, just like every other piece of this ship, it's auto-run, you brought food supplies. So the ship is uh, storing them for the voyage. Lumiere? Just about to say, (laughs) are they singing a a jolly song? Again, all invisible, just like you can see the knives and the the hammers and the whatnot, but... 
Yeah, it's kind of creepy and silent, but they're doing a great job, like, not leaving a scrap of crab to waste. Oh, my God. I, I gotta, I'll run back up the stairs. We gotta go get the rest of those crabs, guys. Uh, alright. Have fun. No, nobody is fascinated by this? I mean, I don't, you haven't told us anything other than we gotta go get the rest of these crabs, but... They're uh, singing sure, whatever. hammers and shit. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What? They're <laughs> they're preparing our food. Oh, nice! Are they singing a jaunty song? Yes. Fucking a! <laughs> they are not singing a jaunty song, but if he chooses to lie to you, that is his move. Yeah. How does the how does it's, a jaunty song go, Klaus? Is it a jaunty song about Torp? <coughs> uh, are there any jaunty songs about Torp? <laughs> no, because jaunty songs would be a sin. <laughs> Guess that solved that one then. Emotional water breathing is still in effect, right? Because the longer I'm on this back deck with Klopp, with Silas, the better jumping off the boat, it seems. <laughs> All right, there's no jaunty song. But they are preparing and storing our food, and uh, as long as we have shit tons of food over there that can be prepared and stored, and it's crab meat, you know, crabs are a pain in the ass to eat, but delicious. The pain in the ass hey, part's gone. Hey, Gordon. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, uh-huh. What's up, what's up, what's up, man? What? So, you can turn into a bear, right? <laughs> yes, I can. One of my many, many useful talents that I used to rent out. <sighs> the good old days. Awesome, so here's here's what I kind of want to do. And I need to make sure you're cool with this, Gordo. I want to use all this rope we've got to make a sling... And have you turn into a bear and drag all the crab meat up the up the ramp because you're like strong and shit. Uh, I mean, I think you might be overestimating the strength of the bear I turn into. I mean, the uh, the barbarian guy alone is probably stronger. Oh, I'm a 150 pound half elf bard, bro. I'm just saying, I might not be able to do it all in one go. Come on, come on, pussy bear. Let's see what you got. I mean, I'll cast mage hand. I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he will. Uh, he'll pop into a bear 
uh, form. Um, if you guys want to try and lash crab to Gordon, um, I need survival checks for the rope tying uh, on both ends. And then, I guess, tell me how many you're trying to lash to him at a time. All of them. Uh, one at a time. <laughs> and I don't want to... It's... It, they're 50 foot chunks of rope, so I don't want. I only want to tie one knot, and then I want to loop it around the crab in like a sling. Okay. So that uh, I only have to tie one knot. Roll me a survival. 22. Okay, that's a good knot. We'll skip the actual hacking off, because that's. You guys can do it. They're fucking dead crabs. Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, so 22 will permit you to. Uh, so Gordon drags a, another huge crab claw on board, um, and it, after a few moments, is picked up and brought below deck. Uh, do you want to do another one? Yeah. Okay, roll again. 17. All right, that's good enough. Uh, he's a little slower. The knot's not quite as good. Uh, he gets it on board. Uh, this time, however, you notice that the uh, crab claw, instead of going below deck, it hovers for a minute and then is tossed unceremoniously overboard. Oh. Our food stores are full, perhaps. Someone could go check. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they're just sick of crab. All right, Shipberg, what's the deal? Uh, you go down and find that the larder is full. Um, it's it's just a ship for you guys. It's not made for like massive, massive sea voyages. You kind of filled up the uh, the space because they are huge crab claws. So you're getting a ton of meat out of each one. I'm really excited about it. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, you, you can't see any more space where crab would go. Hence, yeah, the ship is probably like, no, we're, we're, we're topped off. <laughs> we're a maximum crab. Well, that's just a larder full of, like, pure compacted protein. I'm good with that. What if we threw out some of the crab? Then we'd have room for more. <laughs> Back to the map. Man's a fucking genius! <laughs> I reach out and touch the spot on the map with the... I touch the green dot okay. on the map. You are caressing a map gently. <laughs> in the way that only a bard can. Hey, baby. How you doing? It's doing map-like. Go to the green thing. I think, do you need to address it as Shitberg? Alright. <laughs> yeah. Shitberg, go here. And I push the green thing again. Brandon Firemaster visibly winces every time somebody says ship. <laughs> you see the sails begin to pull uh, as the rigging adjusts and uh, the wheel turns slightly. And you are now pushing off away from the uh, island. The plank reels in and you are starting to slowly drift out to sea. Holy shit, it worked. I'm the best boat guy. Now we need to make it better. Silas will go will go below decks and attempt to convert the boat. Oh, oh fuck. Well, at least he's out Silas. of your way for a while. Yeah, I was thinking I'm going to enjoy the yeah. sunshine on my face. And- uh, you know, Fandingo, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't bards get some sorts of random knowledges and sorts of things oh, yeah. they might be able to check? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I just don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've, I've got Arcana trained. <laughs> But I pushed a spot on the map, and now we're going. Well, I just meant things like, you know, history. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I mean, Uh, I can check. Is everybody else good with just the green one? Uh, Yeah. It was as good a color as any. Green's the color of evil. 
All colors are colors of evil. Interestingly enough, that's true. <laughs> I have made judicious study of all of the tracts of Torag. Oh, we shall have to talk later. I only discuss those with people who can say the name of the inestimable god. <laughs> nice. All right, so you guys have officially uh, taken hold of the shipberg, and you are floating away from the island. Congratulations. I honestly thought it would take you longer to figure out how to work it than just giving a simple command. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I would say something and be completely ignored like most sensible people do. So I'm going to try and knowledge arcana to maybe figure out, I don't know, something about how this fucking boat works. All right. Yeah, fair enough. 22. Okay, with your knowledge arcana, um, it's pretty clear that this is a magically automated boat. Um, it is self-sufficient. It is taking care of itself. Uh, you, the one things you haven't noticed moving on their own are the defenses, as I said. Those will have to be manned manually um, in the event of inter-boat battlings. Um, but beyond that, um, the map is clearly just sort of a... I mean... Modern language, it's a GPS. It, it, it's uh, telling you where you can reach. Um, the um, It's interesting. You'll note that there's more information for places you have been. Like, you can see Camnerail. Um, you can't see any of the islands you've been to in easy distance, only the ones that are lit up. But none of them have the same sort of information that you're seeing on places that you've actually been. I have to say, Joe, you said Camnerail twice. I thought it's Camnerail, sorry. It? I'm, it's it's Camnerail, right? It's Caldern, isn't it? Oh, it's Caldern. Shit, that's the wrong. Yeah, game. I was. Fuck. I was wondering what the fuck you. Were, I was wondering what the fuck you were saying. Uh, okay, good, because I'm sitting here thinking. I just listened to that book. I swear to God, are we in <laughs> fucking siege tactics? Uh, too many C names. No, Caldern. Sorry, yes, it is near right. Caldern. I, I was just shutting up because I thought, oh, this is probably something we went to, and I totally wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's, no, I, th- I thought the trouble. same thing. <laughs> I just had too much goddamn fictional geography to keep track of. Well, Silas will see if he can figure out how to use the ballistas, uh, you know, aiming at any sinful-looking fish or dolphins to practice. Okay, uh, you uh, set up, and you and the unloaded ballista have a have a good round of practice fighting. Um, was there? Did you say there's information on the maps about the different islands? Like. Like geographic features, not like um, written information. Like you see a better detail of the mapping in places where you've been. Right. Okay. Um, what do we see anything about this green island we're headed to? Uh, nope. You only can see that it is west, back in the direction of Camnerail. Um, but of course, Caldern. if anyone Caldern. would like to, sorry, Caldern. God damn it. <laughs> All right, you see it is west, back in the direction of Caldern. Although, of course, if anyone would like to use other knowledges, history, nature, you know, that sure. sort of thing. <laughs> religion? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, I will allow a knowledge religion for this particular one. Pity my knowledge religion really sucks. I'll do a knowledge history. A four. A 19. A uh, six. I don't have knowledge anything. I'm just going to roll a general wisdom. 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, let's see. Also, if anybody else has religion trained, uh, you can roll that one. Don't know what you would. Just throwing it out there. 
Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, so Silas Kane, you of course get nothing. Um, but uh, and Klaus, yeah, really not getting much either. Um, but Fandingo and weirdly Brandon, uh, I guess in your travels, uh, you can put together a little bit of information. So uh, the Red Island, you're like, wait a minute, hang on, hang on, the far island far east of Caldern, um, all by itself, kind of big. Isn't there supposed to be like a volcano around there somewhere? <laughs> um, so yeah, that that might be Volcano Island from what you're putting together from history. And oh god, uh, we'll just give this one to uh, to Brandon Thymaster with his wisdom. Uh, so from rumors, you have heard of a an island or a place where a lot of things swirl up in your travels. Um, just sort of a, a collecting point where the currents tend to take shipwreck debris and whatnot. Um, and you notice there's like some a few etchings of currents and specific things around that island that somehow with your 20 wisdom, you just fucking connect the dots and you're like, oh, I bet that's that island I've heard of where a bunch of random shit will wash up sometimes. Which island was that? The green one. The one we're headed to. Uh, the one you are currently headed toward. Sounds exciting. Um, and actually, with a history, I will go ahead and also give Fandingo um, the uh, the white dotted island. You're like, ah, I can't remember what, but there's supposed to be some kind of rare shit on that island. That's all. That's all the bard in you would know is I can't remember what, but they said there's rare, valuable shit on that island. Oh well, then fuck that noise. I tap the white button and say, "Shitbird, go here instead." Ooh. I can put a point forward. I mean, aren't we still looking at, uh, for weird shit washing up on shores? Because there's an island that just happens to be in a kind of uh, eddies of things being washed up. So, uh, for reference, you guys are not really uh, tied to anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You are full-on party. Uh, the gas has been lifted. You can chase that if you want to, by all means. But uh, you, as a party are no longer compelled to do anything. You can really chase whatever you want. So in other words, fuck you. You can't do what you, I won't do what you tell me. Well, that that, mean, that means if weird shit washes up, we can keep it. That was always an option, but most of the shit that's washing up is cursed, so please do. <laughs> I just think that might be kind of like a, a material reward and a general hero worship involved, but you know, we've got plenty of time. We can get round there's, there's plenty of hero worship out there to go around, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. Oh, there is one more factor. Since he is able to speak right now, Gordon might be able to add a small amount of use. All right, let's see how much Gordon can translate. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, so with a 23, Gordon uh, has been over there steadfastly working on that... Um, complex equation thing and uh, he kind of pops his head up huh ha 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 do you have brand egg news I have potential brand egg news I uh, this is this is complex this it this is gonna take me a long time to fully uncode and understand the care and raising of whatever this thing is uh, but 
the one thing I have been able to tell so far is it starts chronologically, so with the hatching. And it looks like this thing is going to need a lot of energy. I mean, it, it's going to take a crazy amount of heat to hatch this thing. Yeah, I was like that when I was a kid. Like, the love of a god? Hmm. Well, I've heard a rumor that volcanoes are warm. We're going to fucking hatch Rodan here. Yeah. Uh, and now you guys basically have all the... Well, all the ones you're going to be able to get uh, since uh, Siles whiffed that religion check. Uh, but you have most of the info for making an informed choice. Brandon, we should go uh, We should go and build a nest for Toreg here. We should definitely child-proof this boat, yeah. So that means we kick Klaus off? <laughs> if we build a nest for Brandeg, Silas, will you sit on it to keep him warm? I might. <laughs> might sit on it just because it's a convenient place to sit. <laughs> I guess we could uh, try and jumpstart Brandeg. I don't know if I'm ready for him to grow up just yet. Chuck him in a volcano. It's a tried and tested parenting method. <laughs> Chuck them in at a deep end and they, uh, I guess, explode. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still with the f- expensive rare shit island, so. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Maybe, uh, maybe give Gordon a little chance to translate further before we throw an egg in a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> unusually cautious of you, Klaus. Oh, I don't care yeah. that much. I guess knowledge is power. I mean, not a real kind of power, obviously. Muscle is power, but knowledge is useful. Can't throw an egg into a volcano without muscle. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. <laughs> Keep at it, Gordon. I like your style. We should, uh, I'd like to kind of drill down a little further on why Gordon is here. Uh, I know he was in, well, technically, I guess, enslaved by the wizard. There are so many slaves in this game. Uh, but Mostly the ones you guys make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just a. Uh, I guess it's just how things are done. But, uh, it's how you do things again. <laughs> not, not the same. I'm, I'm pretty sure it can't be avoided. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gordon, how did you uh, wind up becoming that wizard's bitch? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know how it is. Sometimes you make some aggressive investments. You. Uh, you, uh, you you make promises. You, you say that these uh, magical goods are assembled by highly skilled wizards. And then, uh, I don't know, people find out that there's just a bunch of orphans in a cabin putting them together. And everyone gets touchy. And debts get called in. And things aren't liquid. And uh, it, 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 it all comes together. You, you know, uh, I just... I owe a lot of pe- money to a lot of people who you don't want to owe money to, and uh, uh, there's this thing called debt consolidation. It, it all comes down to I have to work for the wizard for a really long time. So, so, so basically, you're right on home on a ship called the Shipberg. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's terrible, but hey, at least I'm not the monster for ten minutes. <laughs> oh. Then he goes back to translating. <laughs> all right. Does sound a way to uh, get yourself into shit. Oh well, I guess. Uh keep on being enthralled maybe uh you know i did kind of think maybe the wizard's being a dick here but a whole uh orphan scandal you know maybe uh maybe you just being enthralled for a while maybe that's where you should be i paid them i paid the minimum required gruel per day <laughs> wow that's more than i was raised on gruel per day it's the minimum it was the least i could do isn't that what you're supposed to aim for 
I mean, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're talking about paying out to laborers, yes. If you're talking consumption of alcohol, no. Mm, doing the absolute bare minimum with no thought for the consequences. That does sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Where have I heard this exact philosophy before? Anyway, if you could just skim through that parroting book so we can just chuck this egg in a volcano, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, so as you all are heading toward the White Island to the south, um, there is a chance, of course, of random encounters. So who is feeling lucky and wants to roll me a D100? Ooh, me. Oh, all right. Steve's feeling lucky. I'm going to take my place on the prow of the boat, where I assume the head boat guy goes. Oh, God. It reminds me, I didn't pick up a hat while I was in town. Oh, God damn it. Okay, D100, here we go. 77. All right, that's a a good roll. That's, I mean, top 25%. Uh, You all make good headwinds. You uh, you avoid storms. It's, forgive the expression, smooth sailing. I am great at this. Um, Yeah, you are all going to basically... Just be on the ship for a few days, um, long enough that you quickly discover that food preparation, like every other aspect of this ship, is automated. Uh, prepares the crab meat for you all with the uh, amount of spices and accoutrement that you have loaded on. Um, in this case, there was some baseline salt uh, for basic preservation and a few barrels of water. Um, however, none of that is magically replenishing. You will have to restock it yourselves when you make landfall. Okay. Alrighty then. Lazy ass ship. <laughs> uh, so it takes several days uh, for you to make it down to the island, during which you are going to get very tired of crab. I, I don't think I am. Especially since no one thought to bring butter. I mean, Brandon mostly lives on mushy protein, on condensed animals, so this is kind of, this is par for the course. Um, during the, let's see, so did anybody have anything they wanted to do uh, during these few days down just he- character-based stuff oh, just yeah. heal yeah so like a, you'll, long you'll, a long rest, rest brings you back up to full hit points remember, remember? Okay, yeah yeah so one so one one, one day, one day uh, <coughs> of rest and you're good to go brendan's just going to kind of familiarize himself with the uh the boat still doesn't want to call it shit back and uh just you know be a boat guy just spend some time being a boat guy uh let's see all right for the most part um <laughs> Not long after y'all set sail, Bjorg and Gordon switch places, uh, turning Gordon back into the little gnome monster, so he just spends all the time uh, looking over the book and doing translation work. Bjorg is Bjorg until the day of arrival when Bjorg slips and hits him on the head and they switch places again. Uh, Silence will spend the majority of the journey going below decks to various the various corners of the boat and and quietly reading it from tor- reading it Toreg tracks. All right, this is uh, the least intrusive you've been on a boat trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mir- It's truly a shitberg miracle. Uh, yeah, I'm a little <laughs> bit worried about the nature of our boat ghosts and whether they are kind of like able to be exercised. Because if he accidentally does that, we're fucked. Hmm, that's a good point. So after Silas has been reading Torag tracts in each corner, Fandingo's going to go along behind and play little, nah, be cool, boat ghosts hang out, it's all right, ditties, to try and counteract the He's got a whole back catalog of uh, don't listen to Silas sucks. Don't listen to Silas, he's fucking worse. 
<laughs> oh, you've heard it. Top 40 in basically everywhere Silas has been. <laughs> Top 10 everywhere Silas has been. All right. On the day of arrival, um, let's see. Silas, roll me a perception check. Oh, yeah, because I'm rolling so good tonight. <laughs> a 13. It's faint, but you sort of feel something. So just like tripping at the edge of your awareness like uh like the melody of a song that you can almost remember but not quite it's don't listen to silas he's the fucking worst (laughs) (laughs) he's the fucking worst (laughs) fucking earworm uh and you uh you do notice that gordon kind of has a has a confused look on his face is looking around like he smells something but not quite where's klaus oh he who smelt it dealt it uh so on as on the day of um everyone else give me perceptions as well uh yours will come into play a little bit later in the day uh so if i had to put a point on it it's like the opposite of when you detect evil huh fandingo rolls a 22 and if i master rolls a five klaus richter rolls a nine all right. Uh, so as you are sailing, uh, the way the sky and the horizon breaks, there's a dark cloud bank where it looks like there might be some storms coming up. Um, and it sort of is shifting around, causing some shadows. Uh, and as you're moving toward it, Fandingo, you are the only one to catch this beautiful sight as the clouds break away, sunlight shines through, and you realize that what you have been seeing up ahead is only partially a cloud embankment, and the rest is, in fact, a giant-ass cliff um, as you are heading toward a, a island that is not large, per se, but is very tall. Um, there, there's a lot of sharp cliffs and whatnot, um, and as you're going through, you see that around the storm, uh, in the center of it, kind of right where the cliffs are, like, thrusting upward, um, there is this this beautiful light, almost like a better version of the sun shining through Silas. Uh, we'll go ahead and count your 13 for this one. Give me another history check or sorry, another religion check 14. Okay. Um, actually I'll give you this, the advantage because it is literally in front of you. Uh, 17. So there is rumor, uh, that you are now remembering of a place somewhere out among the seas where it's said that the heavens are a little bit closer to our world. Um, The academics, the fucking useless academics say, um, it's a point where the celestial realm and the planar realm are a little closer, the the veil a little bit thinner, um, so it's easier for movement between. It is a place that you would know of as a a very holy area where many religions uh, congregate, um, of course, you know, it's very, very cultivated land. Um, many celestial creatures would dwell there. And obviously, as a very sacred place to a great many religions, those temples have many of their sacred treasures there. Uh, so there are things that could only be found in the celestial realms that you might be able to find on this island. And if you are feeling of the acquiring sort through unconventional means, you might be able to find some... Uh, really good shit if you don't mind stealing from a church i absolutely do not depends on the church but since i know these guys will (laughs) fuck this up i don't tell them any of that Uh. and instead i'm like hey guys i know this place it's shitload of gold gold island let's get there all right (laughs) shitberg go faster 
Uh, the shitberg does not go faster. It cannot control the winds. Shitberg, row! <laughs> you hear a thunk as a seat with an oar appears, <laughs> slides out. <laughs> Stroke! 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 A rope whips you in the face, knocking you toward the oar area. Nah, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> the, seat van- the seat slides back into place. <laughs> if you're not gonna row, neither is it. I hope this like, boat's not like a dog that takes on the characteristics of its owner. Otherwise, we are super boned. Yeah, if that's the case, this boat's already an asshole. It's only been a few days. <laughs> it's just gonna find. It's just gonna find the deepest part of the ocean and purposely sink itself <laughs> with us on it. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh. All right, Sil- Silas is chomping at the bit to get to um, Gold Island here. <laughs> uh, so you do have a little bit of a choice to make. If you would like, there is um, a port area uh, kind of around as you sail, you see it on the other side of the island. Um, it kind of opens up into an alcove. There, you know, It's a big port. There's like some town stuff. Um, you definitely see areas where you could pull up the shitberg. Um, alternately, if you don't want to go in through the main entrance, there are beaches on the backside of the island. There would be some sharp scaling to get kind of higher up. Again, it is a very vertically built island. Um, but if you wanted, you could anchor, um, kind of offshore, swim over, um, and arrive with less visibility. So it's up to you where you want to put the ship down, but let's, let's go to port. Cause I have a feeling if we try to swim to shore, that's like an instant TPK. <laughs> that is remarkably yeah. sensible coming from Silas or really any of us. Hmm. I do think we've had enough experience of nearly drowning to uh, to be a little bit wary about just plunging merrily into the <laughs> sea. Port it is. Okay. Um, you just sort of tell the shitberg port. It understands. It's smarter than all of you, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> Bar is low. <laughs> the shitberg sails around. Uh, as it's coming in, remember it is sort of like an alcove, so there's two cliffs on either side. Um, and as you are approaching that um, point where you go through, you see these two bright lights on either side of the cliff uh, light up. And a huge just spotlights of pure white energy ripple out from them, hitting the ocean, scanning the entirety of the boat, everything around the boat, uh, the water near it, just... Basically, giving you all the whole big once over. I wave. Is it, is it a holy light? Do I feel anything from it? Uh, you feel nice. Yeah, it's warm. It's gentle. J- uh, just just quick double check here. No one actually has an evil alignment, right? No. Uh, no. No. You've all stayed on the technical side of neutral. <laughs> technical. I, th- I think technical, all of us yeah. are stuck with chaotic stupid as our alignment. That feels fairly true. <laughs> they are at least played that way. Okay, so the uh, the light kind of rolls over. Um, everyone give me perceptions, actually. My specialty. Opposite of specialty. Yeah, not mine. Fendinka rolls a 16. Uh, Klaus rolls a 21. I was actually joking about the specialty thing. Sure. <laughs> Silas gets a 13. Brendan Firemaster gets a 5. <laughs> oh no, and you also rolled a persuasion, so knock, knock another one off of that. 
You cannot persuade your eyes to look away from your own reflection. <laughs> I can't persuade myself to give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Fendingo and Klaus. Um, everybody else is sort of looking right up into the light because that does feel about the right speed for this party. Um but you two are a little more paranoid and you're kind of like scanning around. So you notice that as this big, beautiful light hits the boat and the water, there are enormous shapes under this water. It, they are like very close to you. Um, they are none you see actually past this point, like in the in the alcove. Uh, and you definitely can't see deep enough to make them out, but... Uh, basically, this island is surrounded by shit that is huge. I will definitely bring that to the attention of my peers. I'll just wave at the shit under the water, too. This this, this island is protected by twer- <coughs> balls. Uh. <laughs> uh, you don't know what that light was looking for, but you have a hunch things probably would have been pretty bad <laughs> if it had found it. Yeah, we made a, a good call not trying to sneak onto this island. Yeah, the super sacred island with a lot of uh, clerics and magic users hanging out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's got some defenses. Although, this is about the level of sneak that we do. Sailing right into port. port. <laughs> it's the ultimate stealth. They'll never see it coming as I walk right up to them. Exactly. I mean, you're not totally wrong. Uh, let's see. Okay. So the big light finishes shining over you. Uh, it goes out. The ship begins to move forward again as the implication is clearly that you will sort of be allowed to walk in. It moves forward, moves forward, and then sort of without uh, explanation, there is an elven man standing on the bridge. He is adorned in... Uh, very fine armor with a gentle glow, a long sword at his hip, uh, and engravings of wings upon his boots as he just sort of looks you all over. All right, then. What's this? Who are you? Greetings, paladin of a false god. <laughs> Good start. Hi, elf dude. We're here. Hello. Is is he still interested in talking to us? That's a, that's a good stuff. I mean, he has to deal with paladins. Like, Silas is the worst, but he's not the only. Uh, okay, so probably not going to talk to you then. Uh, let's see. Who's in charge? <laughs> he kind of, like, scades the area. His eyes settle on the egg. Hopeful. Hey, what's up, elf dude? <laughs> Hello. Uh, what brings you all to this island? Riches and women. Mm. And, and, wor- and worship. Ah, okay. So, the first two are not so much going to be helpful. The, the last one, that one, we might be able to, you know, uh, give you the old helpful now. Uh, this is Gloricus. It is the island closest to the realm of the gods. Uh, very nice island, mostly for people of devotion who are coming to seek higher enlightenment or fulfill a sacred quest or perhaps even try to journey into the celestial realms themselves. Not a lot of drop-ins. Uh, we, don't, we don't get many of the drop-ins. That would be me, all of the above. All right, then. Just pretend he doesn't speak. That's what we usually do. 
You can ignore you can ignore these heretics who are here for their golden women. There are golden women I, here. Golden women. Yeah, there is an idol of a of a of a love goddess somewhere further up the mountain. I can't no, remember no, the exact no. name. The, the 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 gods change so much as the names and whatnot. But you you know how it is. Nobody nobody cares. We're here. We're here to seek the temple of Tor. <coughs> Rhymes with beg. Ah, Torkeg. The, uh, the god of torque and alcohol. Yes. Not one on the island anymore, unfortunately. They moved out, I think, 300 years ago. Had a had a big follower fallout. Uh, I'm not even sure he's a god anymore now that I'm thinking about it. Walk up and hand him a Torreg track. No, this guy. <laughs> but more importantly, do you have temples of any other gods of alcohol? Uh, alcohol, alcohol. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It's sorry. I'm not the one who does the codex. I'm I'm just on security. You know, doing the vetting, making sure. There've been some uh, you know, you know, rumors flying about that things people wanting to attack. Uh, it's always always the same. But you know, just here to to make sure you're not dirty, filthy spies. And he kind of kind of just stares at you all for a minute. Is there are there any kind of currently unoccupied temples on the island? Oh like, no is, no. Is there Certainly kind of not. space for promotion here? Ah, uh, no, no, everyone you builds their own. You know, it's the place closest to the gods. You have to toil and suffer before them. That is sort of how a lot of this works. Oh, okay. I guess I can wait a little while. I'm, yeah. I'm here to toil and suffer. Ah, right, right. Oh, right, so you want to know about Toreg. Um, maybe, could be. Again, a lot of people come here and build altars and whatnot. I'm I'm not really the, the guy who knows all that. I'm just here to see why you're here. And so, so far, uh, you, you I get, you I get. And then the, the, the Golden Women thing, uh, maybe that one temple. I don't know if it's still standing, but uh, at least I think one Golden Woman somewhere on the island. Dibs. <laughs> Well, <laughs> oh, that, that would be rich. Oh, fever on this island. Oh, your hands would be ripped off. Your nerves would be torn out. Your eyes and tongue scattered to the winds. Oh, did, did I mention he's a thief? Not here, he isn't. Not at all. <laughs> I am a rogue. <laughs> I don't know that he's ever successfully stolen anything. So definitely gonna. It's gonna take a level, and definitely not a thief. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we, we need, need to, uh, re- yeah, resupply anyway. Oh, resupply! I, that that I understand. Okay. Okay. Where do we go to do that? <laughs> no, no, no! I understand. I didn't say you could come in yet. Bro, oh. let's start with what are your names? Fandango the Fantastical and my merry men. I'm Klaus Richter. <laughs> How do you do? Uh, Brandon Firemaster, you've probably heard of me. I think these are probably my merry men, but, you know, just let them have this one. And I am Silas Kane, lowly dog shit upon the boot of that god you just said a few moments ago. We're actually not at all going to disagree with him about that image, self-image. Mm. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Right I mean, we have, a, we have a song about it and everything. <laughs> And Bjorg Bjornsson, the positive masculinity unconscious barbarian. Currently a goblin. Uh, tiny gremlin Bjorg is sprawled out and sleeping. Uh, and Gordon is hard at work on the book and is kind of like... Ah, blah, blah, blah. Gordon's good one. 
and and Gordon. He he turns into a bear and carries things. A quick sense check. Uh, do we have enough supplies to get us somewhere if we're not allowed us on this island, or will we all starve to death in the middle of the ocean? Yes, we will starve I mean, to death if we don't go to this island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are definitely options. You could try fishing. It's a, it's a classic. We don't do well on, on yeah. war-related activities. You do all have access to magic. I'm sure there's probably some solutions <laughs> tucked away in there. But all right, the uh, the elf will uh, kind of he he writes all your names down. Right then, gonna check these out. Go run them, make sure there's no outstanding warrants or issues or anything like that. And of course, run some truth spells to make sure you are who you say you are. In the meantime, we're gonna leave you anchored out here. If everything checks out, uh, come morning we should be able to let you uh, you know make fall. And if not, we will burn your boat with holy fire and allow the guardians of the sea to uh, feast upon what remains. Yes. So, <laughs> Here's hoping you were honest. We and will he, rejoice. Uh, taps his quill and then vanishes. Uh, huh. You could call for him to ask follow-up questions, but no one ever asked his name. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I sure hope we all die by holy fire. I mean, we're not smart enough to lie. And we don't currently have any outstanding warrants against our name. I served my time. You did just get released by a judge. This is as clean as your record is probably going to be. This was excellent timing coming here. Yeah. I get the impression if we'd come to this island secondary, we'd all be on fire by now. There is a very real possibility, depending on what you guys did at that last one. <laughs> um, all right. I think we're going to go ahead and end the game here for this week. We want to wait for Joe to come back to start off this new island adventure. Um, but don't worry, folks. We are not done. As you know, we take your questions while we're doing this on the live blog, facebook.com slash authors and dragons. But of course we have our people cutting the line over on the discord, which you can be part of if you join the Patreon, patreon.com slash authors and dragons and special announcement. Our $10 Statdorf authors and dragons at the movies tier is no longer limited to 20 people. We had a technical limitation that forced us to cap that. Um, we're happy to say that we found a way around it and that one is now open. So, from now on, we look forward to bigger screenings, as everyone who wants to be part of that can be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And just for the record, we actually don't have Facebook because it was a Tuesday and I totally forgot to put a question thread up. <laughs> but normally we would. <laughs> um, but we do have a few on Discord. Our friend on the Discord, Paladin Steve, asks, Is there a book, movie, etc., besides Game of Thrones, that you enjoyed up to a certain point 
and then something happened uh, that made you chuck it and quit. What, so was it book, TV, or just anything? I think I think I think he means like book series or so, or or a movie. So, something basically you started off enjoying, but then at some point you were just like, yeah, fuck this. I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, hackneyed to say, but. Uh, I, I do hold up How I Met Your Mother as the example of how an ending can be so bad it retroactively <laughs> hurts the rest of the series. Um, because, yeah, that ending was so bad. Not just the ending, the whole final season. It takes place not in New York, where the fucking uh, whole thing was set, but at the wedding of two characters who divorced 10 minutes into the epilogue. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) Just just an aggressive fuck you. And I really loved that show for so long. Like if they had cut it, if it had ended after three seasons, we would still be talking about it as like an all time classic. If they would cut it at five, we'd be like, that was a really good show. (laughs) (laughs) Like the longer it went on, the worse its legacy became. For me, it's Heroes. Season one of Heroes, Heroes should have been a one-season show. Um, it was, season one of Heroes was fantastic. And then, at the end, they saved the cheerleader. They saved the world. Be done. <laughs> Just yeah. stop. Quit with a W. Uh, how, how many movies can you just say that with, <clears throat> if only they had just <laughs> set, stopped at one? Yeah. And yeah, TV shows as well. I mean, even even the best TV shows, if you have the attitude of like, we need to pump out as many seasons of this while people are still interested. Uh, you know, there's so many things that should have just ended. Like Community, for example, was great until it wasn't. And then it's kind of like you're just dragging this, you're just dragging this through the mud now because you I don't know. I'm, I I have a hard time being mad at Community because I did stay all the way to the end. I watched the finale hmm. and. And the finale truly was like the moment where it crystallized of the ending was not good, but it was not good. Not because of like like lost where they're trying to stretch, but it was just clearly these people loved it and were trying to hang on too long uh, yeah. to the experience and to each other. And the ending was very sweet. Like the last episode, if you haven't seen it, it I won't say it's good, but it does have some nice emotional beats to it. Um I don't know. It's I, I agree. I definitely agree. You're right. Mm. I, that's, just, good, that's, yeah. that's when it's hard to be mad at because it's like you just you just held on too long. You just didn't want it to stop. And I, I get that. That's a fair. I picked that as a good example that even with a charming cast and good writing, there's still a kind of like this concept can't really go any further. You should just let it go. And a lot of people don't. And sometimes John's right. The concept's only really good for one season uh i recently watched on netflix ricky gervais's afterlife it's fucking brilliant but now he's doing another one and i'm thinking you wrapped up everything of relevance so poignantly in that one season that anything you do in another season unless he like really pulls something out of the bag it's just going to cheapen the entire you know excellent first season you had so it's kind of you know not everything needs to just kind of carry on because it people enjoyed it yeah now i was gonna say i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna switch to books because uh i mean that this is why i like finite series like you know the hidden end and if you want to do a sequel series that's fine but at least you're kind of starting over 
Um, uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child, they're awesome writers. I love a lot of what, they, of what they do. And I really love their Pendergrass series, uh, basically about this guy who's like ultra rich, ultra smart, pretty much good at everything. And just like, you know, it's kind of like a techno thriller thing, except they just reached a point where one, every book was ending on a cliffhanger, which was pissing me off. And two, the, the final book I read, I forget which one it was, but it was like one, they had to almost come up with excuses for this guy to, to do stupid things. This guy was supposed to be ultra smart doing stupid things. And the other half of the book was like a side story about like minor characters that I don't think anybody gave a shit about. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, you know, I really love this, but holy shit has this run out of steam for me. <laughs> I really liked that. I really liked that character when he was first introduced in Relic. Yes. Relic is like one of my favorite books. Relic is a fantastic book. It's scary as fuck. And then there was a sequel. The sequel wasn't good, but after that, they had a couple of really good ones. Uh, Cabinet of yeah, Curiosities is really awesome. <clears throat> Still Life with Crows. And yeah, yep. I mean. I remember, and after that, it did kind of fall off. Like, I had a thing with the – like, I read The Relic, which basically is like, you know, takes place – it's like a monster museum book. And, and John said it's scary as fuck. And, the, like, about a month later, I went to, a, like, a, a conference at, like, in D.C. where they rented out the entirety of, like, the American Museum of, like, of, uh, of natural – or the Museum of American History for our group. So we had full reign of the museum. So I started going off and just exploring and shit. And then, like, as I'm exploring, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking back to this novel, and I'm like, maybe I'll go hang out with the crowds instead. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love the trend of um, people, uh, especially creatives, like choosing to go in with like finite stuff in arenas where you don't see, like, um, to talk to something germane to the times. It just came out this week as of recording that the good place is going to end at four seasons, which mm-hmm. obviously was news that I gave a shit about because I love that show, and I completely support it i love i love yep. that mike sure is like nope i wrote we wrote out this much story this is what feels like a good ending that's where we're gonna end it and i am so fucking on board with it as much as i love uh the good place i don't want it to go on forever i want it to tell a good story and land that story and then take its place as legend mm. um and mm. so like yeah it is it, you do kind of wonder like how many of these if people had had like the full creative force to say like if the lost creators had been able to say yes we're going to do exactly the number of seasons we wrote it doesn't matter how successful it gets would lost have turned out the absolute shit show it did I think so Yeah probably <laughs> that, that's a bad I don't example think they ever knew where they were going <laughs> Well, that's that's wasn't that battle. I think Bob's right. I think we have more of a fucking plan as to where we're going than they had. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, wasn't that the same with Battlestar Galactica? All along, they're like, yeah, there's a plan, there's a plan, and it turned out the writers actually had no fucking plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they blame the expanding seasons. You never know how much of that is true and how much of that is uh, people. People buy this, right? <laughs> well, sometimes it's, like, it's kind of an, an ethereal concept to it, which is more interesting. If it's not explored, I think the Dark Tower series is uh, a great example of that because half to halfway through the book, they were kind of hinting at this Stephen King expanded universe that was all connected. And uh, that was like really interesting kind of concept like, oh, wow, imagine all these characters and adventures are connected somehow until he started drilling down into it. And then it's just kind of uh, actually this is no look uh 
you know, Stephen King has met himself in the book. Hmm. And it's That's like, a bunch uh, of Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah. And it's kind of, uh, it really kind of disappeared up his own ass. It was a lot more interesting <laughs> when it was just hinted at, you know, but, um, but that's the thing. It, I guess where he went with that book series made sense, and he kind of he landed it. But it was just it was a lot more interesting when it wasn't landed. And I'd rather some things perhaps just ended without giving us the answer because they're but more interesting. He sort of did that though. That was how the Dark Tower ended. Was like, all right, man, this is your happy ending without the explanation or anything. Cut it off here. Which, by the way. I, I do admire the balls to like write like listen this yeah. is where you should end the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a swinging dick um, move yeah. right there. <laughs> when Eric Kripke created Supernatural, he only, he wrote five seasons. Yeah, and their plan was to be done after five seasons. Well, they're ending on season fifteen, yeah. so well that was just it was five. it was cheap to make it. May, it was always profitable, uh, and then the actors liked it, and it had a strong fan community. So it was just like, all right, fuck it. This yeah. this prints money, and everybody's having a good time. So we're just gonna go until we're tired of it. Yeah, I mean, in in, in that in that case, I mean, yeah, they had a couple like you know a couple stinker seasons, but it's it's, it's always been uh-huh. up and down. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, you you can tell that the leads are having a good time. Almost everybody on that show seems like they're having a good time with it. For whatever we think about Supernatural, it was clearly giving its fans what they wanted because it remained popular and profitable. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like Supernatural, so yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. I bailed out around 11. After the God season, I was like, I don't know where they go from here, and I'm not going to find out. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually go back in because I think 12 was the best. I think 12 might be the best season. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right before. Mm -hmm. God damn it. And writers are like, oh, Drew Hayes dropped out. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it does make sense because like after the God seasons, like I guess they have to scale down, right? They can't elevate again. Right. And that's always when I when I'm working on a series, I've said this a couple of times when I wrote started the Black Knight Chronicles, I fucked up and saved the world in book one because I (laughs) thought I was writing a standalone. And then a lot of people bought it. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll write another one. So then I scaled way down and made book two really tight and really small. And then I could build again from there. So they did kind of the same thing is they did bring it back in for, um, for the season for season 12 that's good sometimes sometimes you have to play for different stakes and that's okay it doesn't always have to be about the whole fucking world yeah yeah i mean i I don't think there's anything out there that i've really liked that has been ruined for me by a bad ending i mean even dark tower to me i still really enjoyed that it's just if i if it ended like uh three books early and was never finished i probably would have like most of the parts I enjoyed about it would already have happened. The rest I'm just kind of indifferent to. So the ending didn't ruin the great experiences I had. If I hadn't read that ending, I kind of wouldn't have lost anything. If you get my meaning. Yeah. Like comparatively speaking, like I I would say like as much as I enjoyed watching Battlestar Galactica, the ending kind of sort of almost ruined the rest of it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, here's one literary based, although I'm not going to name specifics. 
but if you've read in the indie pool, you'll probably have encountered this one. Um, anytime where they don't end an actual fucking story. So <laughs> here's a good rule of thumb, everybody. If you're writing a series, yes, there probably should be an arc that spans the entirety of that series. And it should maybe show up a little bit um, in every book. But, like, think Marvel and credits amount uh, uh, for the overstory. The rest of it should be about what's happening in that book. Like every book has should have a start, a middle and ending a actual story arc. So writing a series where you're just writing one book and chopping it like at ancillary points and you'd be like, and that's done. So we're going from here without actual arcs. That's not a book. Oh my God. I've, I've read books that like, it was almost like they ended mid fucking paragraph and it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. It, it's like, seriously, <laughs> and this is not supposed to piss me off. I've, I, and I'll, th- I throw writers away. Like if I see them do that, I'm just fucking done. And it, it sucks. Cause sometimes they clearly have talent and it's like, man, this, this could be something like someday, but no, you have to do basic fucking story structure. You know, the problem is yeah, though, a lot late, of people the will la- keep reading that shit. Well, the last one of those I read <laughs> was from a major press. It wasn't even an indie. I was like, God damn. Like I wasn't okay when the sort of truth, Pulled this bullshit with chain fire. I'm sure shit not gonna let it fly in the indie market. Yeah, what was it? I I, I got a I got like a JRPG video game uh, here. I forgot what it was. It was basically about people who could turn into like giant robots and shit, which probably is like half the JRPGs. And that was the thing. The entire like game was like hinting at this big war. So you're playing, you're playing, and finally you get to the point where the big war is starting. I'm like, all right, the game is finally getting going here, and it's like, oh, to be continued. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, no, yeah. So the worst ending is no ending. Yeah, yeah. In your fucking books, people. Yeah, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, write a full story, even if it's part of a bigger story. It should still have its own story. I mean, even if, even if you're doing serials, I mean, serials well, are I mean, notorious for ending on like on like cliffhangers. But each story, story serial kind of tells its own little mini story. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between ending a chapter and ending a book. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, we really uh, tore into that one question, didn't we? Well, I haven't actually answered. I, I don't have any. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were just um, bitching so much, Bevan couldn't get it. No, I just uh, I don't. I couldn't think of anything really good. So I'm going to go with, like, True Blood and Walking Dead. Just both of them bored me after a few seasons, and that's the end of my story. Did you I'm stick with, you. with True Blood to the end? Uh, no, no. I mean, that was the point of the question, right? <laughs> Oh, I was just I, curious if you saw it all oh, the way through. No, I did. No, if 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 I could do that, then I would have picked Dexter because man, the ending of that fucking sucked. But I did stick with it. I made it almost to the end of Dexter. I couldn't make it through the last season. Yeah, huh. that's the thing. That's another example of things that uh, I would have entirely enjoyed without ever having watched the last season. <laughs> it didn't ruin it for me, but if I hadn't watched the last season. Or the last yeah. two seasons probably would have been fine. I think I think I might be that way with Arrow because I have the last three seasons of this. <gasps> I have the last three episodes of this season on my DVR, and I have just have zero interest in watching them. I built on that seasons ago. I did. I keep coming back to Arrow like two or three episodes at a time, and then I just want to slip my wrists, and I'm like, I go away for a while. I'm like, God damn, I'm not 14 anymore. I can't handle this much angst in my life. 
I Meanwhile, on Legends, I am so committed to the Sarah and Ava relationship that if they kill either one of them, I am going to just be fucking incensed. Yeah, our, Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> is essentially the opposite of what we're talking about, where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then suddenly it's like, holy shit. No, you, you yeah. got to come back to this. <laughs> I still haven't watched the second half of season one of Legends because I really oh, so like bad. season one. But I think it was you guys talked to talked me into giving it a shot starting with season two. And I was like, holy shit. And then they put Constantine on and I was like, OK, I'm in. Yeah. Three and four, like three starts ratcheting up. And then four, when they open with a unicorn Woodstock fight, you're like, all right, this is going to be good. <laughs> and it just gets fucked up at her and fucked up at her as the season goes on. Yeah, the relationship I keep waiting for them to fridge, they just keep reinforcing and reinforcing and making them a better couple. And I'm like, if you motherfuckers yeah, I know. are doing all this to take it from us. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is the opposite. That's one where it found its footing. That happens sometimes. Like, um, that I always tell people Angel. to skip. the. F- oh, that's a good one. Which one? Angel's a good one. Oh, I, I tell people to skip the first season of Parks and Rec and just start on season two. Yeah, I mean, you, you could argue with, like, Star Trek The Next Generation, probably the first two seasons, up until the finale, you could probably, uh... You know. I was absolutely going to say that, because I never watched much Next Gen, because I started when it was brand new, and back in the Stone Age, we had to watch it when it came on. So, I, like, rescheduled shit to watch the first two or three episodes, and I was like, ah, fuck this noise, it's, it's, um... It's just rehashes of the original series, but apparently it got really good starting around season three. All right. Should we take a second question? <laughs> sure. Let's, 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 let's do one uh, that's a little more topical and probably uh, and probably easier to answer. Zach of all trades asks, who do you think would win in the in the perhaps upcoming MMA match? Justin Bieber or Tom Cruise? Humanity. only if the octagon explodes then humanity wins i mean let's be real here tom cruise like y'all know he does a ton of actual stunt shit yeah 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 i feel like it would be tom cruise because tom cruise's mo in every single mission impossible for the last like a decade has been all right just crazy ass skill that i can have a professional teach me on the studio's budget. Oh, fucking free climbing. Cool. Jumping out of a plane in awesome new ways. Cool. Like all this shit. So he would just be like, yeah, okay. And then he would get on an MMA finance trainer and become one of the best fucking fighters in the world. Yeah. Cause like we can talk a lot of shit about Tom Cruise being crazy, but he is also mm. fucking talented at learning shit. Here's my prediction. I mean, Tom Cruise does his own stuff. Stunts is very uh, obviously very physically intelligent guy, but he, uh, Justin Bieber does have what like forty years on him. Um, Probably but, a lot more cocaine by now. Yeah, so he's got youth on his side. So what will happen is they'll probably get in the ring together, and it will look like Justin Bieber's about to win. But then Tom Cruise uh, will take his mask off and reveal that he is Justin Bieber from the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's even better. He takes it off. It's Ving Rhames. (laughs) (laughs) And then Justin Bieber takes his off and he's, well, he he was Tom Cruise a little (laughs) 
I couldn't remember who the other dude is. No, he actually, he, actually, he actually just rips his face off because he's so high on coke. I'll show you. It was kind of sad to like see that it's like, ooh, someone's not hiding, uh, handling his slide into irrelevancy well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean Tom Cruise is all, already the winner of this fight yeah. just yeah. by <laughs> just by remaining quiet and shaking his by head in disappointment. To be clear, I mean, to be clear, they are both uh, far more famous than any of us will ever be. <laughs> mm. Except maybe if one of us like gets really drunk and takes a shit somewhere famous, like I could see us going viral for pooping in the wrong spot. Yeah, but l- l- let's face it. You're who, welcome. Who, who would who wouldn't enjoy <laughs> watching like you know watching a slide a sad slide by Justin Bieber? So he winds up on one of those pathetic like VH1 Where Are They Now? And it shows like he's he like ended up in a car wash or something. <laughs> I mean, the honest truth is, based on past data, Tom Cruise would probably find a way to make it good for both their careers. <laughs> the yeah, man God. fucking is Midas. Everything he touches. <laughs> Yeah, he wins. That's kind of what he does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even with the crazy shit behind him, nobody really yeah. holds it against him in the box office. <laughs> uh, like on a personal level, like everyone's like, yeah, Tom Cruise is like, you know, obviously crazy, and so it's still for a thing that we don't trust at all. Are you gonna go see his movie? Oh fuck yeah! I mean, he's still good <laughs> at what he does. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think Justin Bieber should, uh, take up a career in MMA. I think, uh, you know, that's the kind of timeline I want to live in, where Justin Bieber has to struggle and be beaten every day for the rest of his life. (laughs) He has achieved the requisite number of tattoos to be an MMA fighter. Mm. I think by doing that, he might kind of like uh, deserve the level of douchebag fame he achieved (laughs) by... uh, making high-pitched noises into a microphone on YouTube. But then again, that's just sort of singing in general, Steve. (laughs) If you want to break it down. Yeah, I don't think anyone should become... Mozart fuck just slapped at these keys and wrote it down. I don't think I'm not comparing Bieber to Mozart. Yeah, yeah, Beethoven Beethoven was just... He he was just slapping this stuff. He's like, I can't hear it anyway. Who knows if it sounds like shit. I don't think you should get godlike status for singing well you know? I, I agree but that's not really our call to make that's a society call there's yeah, but, a lot of things i don't think we should give yeah. godlike status for here but... and now in the uh, yeah. in the confines of this question i have the godlike powers to decide what should happen and in my version of reality he becomes an mma fighter has to struggle every day of his life for recognition it's kind of you know it's kind of a rocky story Except, except he potentially uh, loses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still kind of a Rocky story. It's still kind of a Rocky story. Yeah, ma- I like imagine my Rocky Three. Justin Bieber if, there. Yeah, imagine Rocky Three if it ended after Mr. T had beat the shit out of like you know Stallone the first time. I mean, that's basically Rocky One. <laughs> it's still a good Rocky movie. It's arguably the best Rocky movie. 
well, this question isn't about the best Rocky movie, which is my Justin Bieber movie. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I. What is the best Rocky movie? Do you think? And yes, the Creeds are in the mix. For Rocky. I'm, I'm going to take your, your your scenario a step further, Steve, and just say, you know, event, eventually he reaches the point where his like, you know, his like, you know, opponents have to get weirder and weirder. You know, so eventually you wind up on a sideshow where it's like Justin Bieber boxing a grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay for that. I'm not going to lie. I would uh, I would stream that or or whatever the way to view pay-per-view in the super future is. I would also respect him a lot more. I think as he was being eaten by the bear, I'd think, well, you, this is it. You've earned, you've earned everything you got now. Godspeed, Bieber. <laughs> I hope you go to Bear Valhalla. <laughs> well, maybe not that good. I mean, I feel like if you die by a bear, you earn Bear Valhalla. Them, them's just the rules. That's fair. It's a fitting ending. Yeah, he, and you, you die. You're fighting a bear, mano a barrow. So yeah, that's uh, that's an honorable death. So, so is Bear Valhalla where they eat you at the uh, after every battle at night? <laughs> Maybe you get to be a bear. Oh, that would be fun. You're a bear in Bear Valhalla. Mm, yeah, I, I'd seem you'd have to be a bear in Bear Valhalla. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be the rabbit. Mm, you want to go to Rabbit Valhalla if you're a rabbit. Which uh, I assume they fuck up some lettuce. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the meme going around? Dog heaven is squirrel hell. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, basically. Bear Valhalla is Justin Bieber hell. <laughs> God. All right. Do we have time for one more? We. Uh, let's see if we actually even have one more. <laughs> <It was> a... <laughs> That's what I really meant. <laughs> Hold on. We Aaron, got a Aaron, job, Aaron asks an easy one here. If you could have anyone except Morgan Freeman, Freeman narrate your life, who would it be? Justin Bieber. <laughs> James Earl Jones. So, I would have James Earl Jones even if Morgan Freeman was an option. That's a that's a that's a damn fine choice. That's a damn fine choice. Samuel L. Jackson, one hundred percent. Also really good. Yeah. It's like, now let's see what this motherfucker is doing today. <laughs> oh, I'm, fuck this guy. Jesus oh, Christ. I've, I've got mine. Sam got, Elliott. Oh, good one. Mm, yeah. I'm going to go with David Attenborough. Nice. I'm washing the shit up. All right. Yeah, I mean, that is classy. Well, no, I was thinking, like, describing my life. Shitting where he's not supposed to. Exactly, yeah. It's a nature documentary about an animal. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd go the same same route. Uh, I'd probably get, like, somebody uh, really aggressive and uh, dangerous-sounding. Someone like Charles Bronson, just to mention. Just to narrate me fucking sitting at a desk for eight hours doing well, now nothing. We, and now we got to give people what they really want. You're going to have to do a sample uh, sample narration in your voice. <laughs> I can't do it, Charles Bronson. I can uh, – just trying to remember that Simpsons Simpson sketch. But I go to Bronsonville. This old Charles Bronson. Hey, ma, how about some cookies? No dice. <laughs> It's one of my favorite Simpsons sketches. It's very specific. I feel like Sam Elliott would add a level of like 
majesty and rustic authenticity to everything I did. Like, it'd be nice to be like walking along and well, and as the sun was rising high on that early Texas morning, Drew reached down to scoop the steaming dog turd into the bag <laughs> that Dr. Winston had laid across the dewy grass. And he knew this was going to be a Tuesday. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I, could, I could live with that kind of gravity in my life. Yeah. See, I like Samuel Jackson because he's not only narrating, but you know he's providing commentary as well. Okay, this motherfucker has handed over his handed handed the cashier the check. God damn it, motherfucker! Can't you count? He just handed you back the wrong change. <laughs> Jesus this fucking Christ, I'm out of motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, mine would be more like mine would be like James Earl Jones, and Hartness is not wearing pants again. <sighs> 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 Are you doing the Darth Vader thing? No, I'm recording this inside of Bennigan's <laughs> In that vein, you know who'd be great? Tom Hardy doing basically any of his weird mumbly voices. <laughs> but, but Bane for maximum effect. Just so you like no one would understand it. Oh, okay. Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China, like he's talking into the radio as he narrates the <laughs> line. <laughs> Just constantly not quite understanding what's happening. <laughs> well, this is Jack Burton here watching Steve try to make a sandwich. He's fucking up that tomato left and right. God damn, Steve's sharp and a knife. That's what Jack Burton would tell you. <laughs> Drew, 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 Drew Hayes is paying his bills. Is the check in the mail, Drew? Is it? <laughs> no, it's direct deposit. Checks have been outdated for 30 years. <laughs> No one's listening to this radio. I'm a madman. <laughs> oh, it really needs to be another uh, Jack Burton movie. Maybe if they just had him introducing every movie that way. Doesn't have to be in it, but, you know. That, oh. that would be an awesome series. Jack Burton presents. <laughs> Jack Burton here. Last night I watched Titanic. Only watched the tits scene. Pretty good movie. Five star. Yeah, make it like a Tales from the Dark Side, except except instead of a Crypt Keeper, it's just him introducing every story. Just completely unrelated anthologies. And then at some point in it, Jack Burton turns up and realizes he's entirely in the wrong movie and doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Just for a scene. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> Jack Burton mysteries or Jack Burton adventures. Jack Burton and Red Dawn. The, wait, you've been invaded now. <laughs> he pulls out his knife. <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would pay so much money to see Jack Burton as the one. <laughs> Oh, wow, we are way the fuck off topic on this one. All right, folks, like the shitberg, we kind of went out to sea, but hey, we eventually found our way to an island again. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, a side quest, and then back in two weeks with a regular game of Authors and Dragons. Until next time, bye. 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 Authors and Dragons is brought to you under a Creative Commons license, meaning you are free to share this material so long as credit is given to those who created it, which is us, the people you just heard to play the game. 
Opening and closing themes performed by the Gore Core 4. Listen to Silas, he's the fucking worst. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.